Hey y'all, thank you guys so much for coming back to the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On this week's episode, Christina Taylor joins me to talk all about her musical journey and so much more. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Talk to you guys on the other side. There we go. Hey, Christina, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing good. What have you been up to lately? I've been recording new music, writing new music, um, pretty much preparing for this year, um, figuring out release schedules and, you know, everything that goes along with releases, videos and pictures and all that. So I've been really, really busy um, at the start of this year. So when did you know that music was your thing? Um, I mean, I pretty much knew right away. Um, I was very, you know, when I was little, I used to, I remember my parents would have like block parties in our neighborhood and you're probably going to hear my dog scratch on this door, by the way, <laughs> they want to, but, but, um, so my parents would have block parties and I would want to put on these like extravagant shows for all the parents of the block party and all the kids. Um, and that was at the age of like five or six. So I've pretty much known from the beginning that I really wanted to do this, but, um, it wasn't until high school that I kind of really decided I wanted to do it as a career. Um, and I, my friend's parents owned a studio and I went and did a few covers there and kind of like convinced my parents that I had what it took um, to do this full time. So I ended up deciding then and there while all my friends went off to college that I wasn't going to go to college. I was going to pursue music and that's what I've been doing ever since. So what did it take for your parents to come around and say, oh, this is what she's going to do? Yeah. Well, you know, I think there's a lot of little kids who are like, mom and dad, I want to be a famous singer or I want to be an actress. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I felt, felt like I kind of had to prove to them that I did have what it took, um, to do music. And so basically when I did those covers, that was the turning point for them. Um, you know, I did it and they were like, wow, she actually does kind of know what she's doing. And, you know, up to that point, I was still kind of scared to sing. Like I remember I used to make my friends all turn around um, for me to sing. I didn't want anyone to watch me or hear me. Um, And so in order to convince my parents, I had to come out of my shell and really um, show them that I had what it took. And thankfully when I did the covers, they really understood that and started supporting me a hundred percent. And they've been my biggest supporters ever since. So after those covers, what was your next step towards getting to where you are today? Hmm. So after that, I started, so I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and so I started playing shows out there and writing with people out there, but the music scene just isn't nearly as big as it is in Nashville. I feel like, you know, if you're going to do country music, Nashville really is where you have to start and where you have to be. So I started driving back and forth to Nashville when I was 18 years old, writing, playing shows, Um, and that was really college for me. Um, you know, I didn't go to regular college, like all my friends, my education was here in Nashville. So I started driving back and forth when I was 18, probably twice a month. Um, and then when I turned 21, I finally moved here. So I've been living here. It'll be five years this year. Um, I think in March. So I've just been doing the thing ever since writing, performing, and, you know, now social media is such a big element to, you know, your music career. So I've been tackling that and trying to build my fan base. So has there been a point at any point where you said, where you regretted this decision? Um, I mean, there have definitely been times where 
I had to sit and think like, wow, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be hard, but I didn't know it was going to be this hard because, you know, in North Carolina, like I said, the music scene isn't nearly as big as it is in Nashville. So you kind of feel like the big fish in the pond. And then you get to Nashville and you realize you are the small fish in a big, big pond full of lots of fish. And there are people who, you know, the person singing at Tootsie's on a Tuesday night is really, really good. And um, so I think there's definitely been times where I've realized that and it's gotten me down. But, you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I think my dad gave me was, you're not better than anybody else, but nobody's better than you. And I think realizing that everyone has their own place in this industry, everyone has their own lane and their own thing that they bring to the table really helps me through times where I'm like, Oh gosh, like I regret doing this or like, Oh, should I be doing this? Am I good enough to be doing this? Um, you know, I think that thought and it kind of helps center me a little. So you mentioned about never thinking it would be this hard to, to make it on top of that. The industry is also changing on a day-to-day basis with things like TikTok and everything like that. So how do you sort of adjust to everything? new that comes your way yeah well you have to be flexible um it's one of those things where again like when i first came to nashville the industry was completely 180 turned different than what it is today um you know social media it was still a part like instagram and things like that but it wasn't nearly as big of a part of your career and like in the roadmap of how you made it it was still play shows write music and you'll get signed and you'll get on the radio and, and all that. And then, you know, TikTok and Instagram and social media really, um, took off. And so if you aren't flexible and you aren't able to, you know, you, you create a plan, but if you're not able to pivot when there are certain things that come up, then you probably don't have a good chance of making it in this industry, unfortunately. So, um, that's one of the, and I found myself at times where it's hard for me to accept that, you know, when TikTok came out, I remember being like, oh my God, this is another thing to, you know, to keep up with. And then once you accept that and you're like, okay, let me take this on head on, you realize all of the opportunities that TikTok, you know, really brings to you in creating a fan base. So I think being flexible is a huge part of being an artist in general and being successful. Yeah. There's all those things already and then other stuff just keeps on getting thrown on top and definitely okay. get overwhelming. Yeah. And there, and there will be another thing after TikTok yeah. that you have to take on. And it's something that if you're going to do it, you have to accept that that is this industry. Yeah. So um, what would you say, you've said you've been in Nashville for five years now. What would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've learned in that time? Um, I think my biggest lesson is consistency. Um, you know, you have to be consistent. I did take some time off about a year ago, which was nice. I felt like I needed it. But overall, when you're in that grind mode and you're releasing music, you have to be consistent um, on things like TikTok and Instagram and all that. Um, And that's when you're going to really see your work pay off. And I think also the lesson is the things you do now, you're not going to see the benefits of until later. And so you have to kind of plant your seeds now in order to get what you want and work really hard now so that a year down the road, you're where you need to be, but you have to have the motivation and the drive to do what you're supposed to do now so that you can see those benefits, you know, a year down the road, which I think can be hard for people. Again, like we talked about, like not really realizing how hard this industry is. It's also not realizing how long, you know, things take when you, when you are, 
an outsider looking in, it seems like, oh, you cut a song and you went and recorded it. And next week it was out. Like, no, there's so much that goes into that yeah. song. I probably have had, you know, a, a couple of the songs that I'm releasing this year for months and months. Sometimes I haven't released a song until a year after I cut it. So I think my biggest lesson is to stay consistent, find ways to keep yourself motivated um, and be able to, you know, push yourself and work hard. You mentioned the outside perception of people thinking that things happen right away for everyone. But without that perception, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't take the plunge and go pursue this if they knew what it took going in. That's the crazy part. I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's why, you know, the industry kind of weeds out the people who are here to do it and the people who aren't really up for, you know, that challenge, that long of a challenge and, you know, the hard work that really goes into it. You'll see people kind of come in and they realize after a year that this industry isn't what they thought it was and they bow out and that's fine, you know? Um, but yeah, it is definitely a hard pill to swallow once you, get, once you get here and realize how much work really goes into it. So how did you sort of adjust to them and dig in and say, I'm here for the long haul? Yeah, I think there was definitely a time where I pushed back. Like I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Uh, this is, you know, this isn't necessarily what I thought I was signing up for. Um, but I think you kind of have to have that conversation with yourself and that time to really soul search and figure out what you want and figure out if you're up for the challenge. And once you do, I think selling out to the idea and not letting yourself think, well, what if I did something else, um, is really how you continue on. You know, you don't let yourself mind wander, your mind wander to, well, what if I just moved home and did this and worked this job? You know what I mean? Like it's no, this is the decision I made and this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to go for. And once you sell out to the idea, I think it becomes a little easier, um, to roll with the punches. You kind of can't have a fallback plan if you want to really pursue it. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So I want to shift to your music a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, how would you describe your musical musical style for people that haven't heard you before? Um, you know, I think I have a pretty big voice that people are surprised by when they hear my music. Um, but, you know, with the music coming out this year, I feel like I have really drawn on some more of like my R&B influences when I grew up. I listened to a wide array of music and some of that included R&B music, you know, Christina Aguilera, Destiny's Child, Beyonce. Um, and I really loved their voices and how big their voices were. And so I've kind of included a little bit of that in my music this year, more so than I have in the past years. Um, so I'm excited to see how people, you know, take that, the change that I'm doing, because it is a little bit of a switch up. And, you know, I think people are really going to like it. It feels you know, this year, the music that I'm putting out feels more me than any of the years I've been in Nashville. So it'll be cool to see how people react to that. So does that shift into the more R&B influences for you? Does that come from confidence or from from what? I think it comes from me growing up um, and kind of coming into my own. You know, I've been in this town for almost five years now. And there's a lot of soul searching that comes with that. And, you know, I remember being 21 and being like, why am I not signed yet? Why am I not, you know, big yet? And I look back and it's like, because you weren't ready, you know, even, you know, I look back on that music and while it was good, it, it's not necessarily, you know, I think didn't really fit who I am. And so as you get older, as you figure out who you are, I think, you know, your music gets better. You kind of land 
and closer to where you're supposed to be and you, where you were supposed to be all along. Um, and I think every artist has that story of, you know, you should have heard the music I was releasing five years ago and the difference, you know, in my music now. Um, so I think that really just has comes with growing up and experiencing life. Um, you know, I have gone through some things and I think I'm a little bit more self-assured and confident in what I have to say. So, yeah, like you said, I feel like music is like a time capsule in a way. It's mm-hmm. funny how that works. It's completely yeah. a time capsule. You can literally listen to where someone was in their life at that moment when they recorded that song, which is so crazy to think about. So where would you say you got your, your country influence from? I loved growing up the big, so I grew up on Shania Twain a lot. I loved Shania Twain when I was young. Um, and as I got older, I really got into Eric Church and Tim McGraw were like big, very big country influences for me. Um, and so I like to draw on, you know, especially Eric Church. I feel like he is so real and raw. And I, I remember admiring that from a young age at like 17, 18 being like, wow, he just says what he feels and he doesn't care what anyone thinks about it. Um, and so I still, you know, try to emulate that in my music today. I try to be as real as I can be because you know, music isn't meant to sugarcoat things. When people actually feel something from a song, it's because you said something that was real that they could truly relate to. Um, and so I try to do that as much as I can in my music. And I like to think that I really got that from Eric Church and listening to him growing up. Yeah, music is supposed to be unapologetic. It's not supposed yeah. to try to make everyone feel good. <laughs> exactly. It's an outlet yeah. to express how you truly feel. Yeah. And you know, you know, you just, you don't just write music for yourself. I always say this, you write it for other people as well. And so for me, it's like, well, why would I want to write something that other people aren't going to be able to relate to, or aren't going to be moved by or feel something from? Um, so, yeah. So when you write a song, do you know right away that this is one you want to cut or do you have let it marinate for a while? It depends on the song. I've had songs where I'm like right away, like this is, this is the one. And somewhere I'm like, eh, like we'll see. And then a couple months go by and I'm like, I can't stop listening to this. Like this has to be it. So I think it definitely depends on the song. Um, like I said, I've been in the position where I'll write a song and a year later I'll come back around and record it. So, and I'll have had it in my back pocket for, like I said, like a year. So, um, it really just depends. So would you say that that's when you decide to cut a song, is it just a feeling you have or does more go into it than that? I think it's a feeling and I like to send it to people who I trust their opinion um, and kind of get their take on it. One of those people is my mom. My mom is a very tough critic and she is definitely very honest. And so I will send her something. And if she's not feeling it, I'm usually like, eh, okay, it's, it might not be the one. Um, but yeah, I like to get like a general consensus consensus from people on how they're feeling about it. Because again, it's like, I can be biased. Sometimes I like to think that I'm actually pretty unbiased when it comes to my music. Like I can listen to something and be like, okay, that's terrible. We're, that, I don't know what happened there, but we're not recording that's, it. But that's a I'm, very important trait to have. Because if you think everything you write is awesome, then you're going to be shocked by what people think. Yeah. If you think everything you write is awesome, you're going to be wasting a lot of money and cutting a lot of stuff you shouldn't. Um, So I like to think that I'm pretty unbiased, but I think sometimes I love a song just because I love a song and I wrote it and it was a fun time writing it. So I think um, it's nice to have outside influences who aren't yes men who are going to be like, 
yes or no, you know what I mean? And not scared to tell you when something maybe isn't as good as you think it is. So this circle of trust that you have, how long did it take you to sort of find these people that you trust? Um, I mean, I think they're people that I've picked up along the last five year journey, really. Um, and it's probably only a handful of people. Um, but like I said, I mean, they were pretty evenly distributed throughout these five years that I've kind of picked up along the way and, and decided to trust with my heart, basically, which is my music. And could you um, speak a little more on the importance of having that circle for people that might not understand that? Yeah, I mean, like we said, it's very hard as an artist. Again, I like to think that I'm pretty objective um, and unbiased, but some people are not. Some people, it's very hard for them to listen to a song of theirs and not think every single song that they put out is a hit. Um, and so it's important to have people around that aren't just going to tell you yes all the time because they're not doing you any favors. You want that person that's going to tell you the truth, whether it hurts your feelings for a day or not. Um, and not everyone is going to be the right person. You know what I mean? Your best friend might not be the right person for the job. She might say it's great when it's not, you know what I mean? And you come to find those things along the way. Um, I think it's a lot of trial and error. A lot of this industry is trial and error. There's a lot of things that I've done that I'm like, that just wasn't worth doing. That wasn't worth the money or that song wasn't that great, but I had to do it to figure that out. And so I would tell people, don't beat yourself up too hard. It, it is a lot of trial and error, but you do have to be real with yourself and real with your circle um, in order to find those people. So being unbiased about your own music, was that something you always had or did you develop that later on? I've pretty much always had that. I can be a pretty tough um, critic on myself, which I think is a good thing uh, as long as it doesn't start being to a detriment um, yeah. where you're no, you know, you're picking apart every single thing you put out until yeah. you never put anything out at all. So, um, but yeah, I like to think that I've been able to be pretty unbiased for the entirety of my career. Yeah. Cause there's a point where that definitely could become toxic if you let it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to check yourself. And that's why, again, it is good to have a, a circle around you because maybe there's something that I hate because I'm picking it apart and everyone else around me in my circle is going, no, this is great. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, that's important too, not just for people to tell you no, but for people to tell you yes when it's true. So when you first moved to town, were you always going to pursue the artist thing or were you thinking that you were just going to be a writer or what was your mindset at that point? I was always going to pursue the artist thing. I loved, you know, I love writing, but I also loved the element of performing and connecting with people. And I'm a big talker. I like to have conversation. I like to have personal connection with people. Um, and I feel like as a writer, you don't get that as much. Um, you know, you're not out touring all the time. You, I'm sure, like, there's a lot of writers in town who play shows and do guest appearances and things like that. But um, I really wanted to be able to, do something with a platform is really what my goal was ever since I came to town. That makes sense for sure. So um, what's next for you? So I'll be releasing a song here soon. I can't say exactly when or the title, but it is going to be in March. Um, so I'll have a release date here soon. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of switching up the sound of my music a little bit. Again, it's not like a 180 turn, but there's just like a little bit of a different element um, you know, I've come into my own. I think I've matured. I turned 25 or I'm sorry, I turned 26 this year. Um, and so I feel like I have definitely matured and come into my own. Um, and yeah, I think you're going to be able to hear that in my music. I've got 
not just one release, but I think I'm going to be releasing like four things this year, which is pretty good for me and an independent artist being able to, you know, crank all of that music out. And I'm going to have a lot of content on social platforms um, to go along with the music. So definitely follow me if you do not. So is releasing music an exciting process for you or more nerve wracking? Um, I think it's more exciting. There's always that nervous feeling of like, are people going to like this as much as I do? Um, but I think with what comes with being an artist is just releasing whether people are going to like it anyways. You know what I mean? Like you just like the thought of releasing music and releasing your art out there. Um, this is stuff that I'm genuinely proud of whether people, of course, uh, my goal is for people to relate and to latch on, but I think this is stuff that I'm proud of whether it were to pop off or not. You know what I mean? Um, there's a thing in this industry right now because of TikTok and the virality of things where it's like, if it doesn't pop off on TikTok, then it's trash. It's worthless. Yeah. Yeah, It's worthless. And that's not true at all. Um, there is worth to every piece of art, um, that anyone creates. And that's another thing I like to remind myself of so that I don't get too like technical. Um, you know, I feel like that can sometimes ruin, um, your feelings around a a release or a feeling your feelings around your music, you know, like if it, if it doesn't, if it's not popping on TikTok, then it's not popping at all. And I don't think that's true. So. Yeah. You could definitely lose sight of why you're doing this in the first place. Exactly. That's very true. Well, thank you so much for taking the time for this again. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I loved it. And, um, Definitely. Once my new single is out, I'd love to come back on and talk. Of about course, it. of course, we'll do it again. Thank Have you a great so day. You too. Hey, y'all! Thank you guys so so much again for tuning in. Hope you liked what you heard. If you liked what you heard from Christina, be sure to go check out her music on all streaming platforms and to follow her on all social media. If you liked what you heard from the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Give us a nice little five star review. It's All very, very, very appreciated. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you guys next week.